Tobin and Sean Levine, Jake Galley producing the action. Thanks to Tyler and CJ and Drew and everybody else helping out all over the country. And of course, you joining us. Don't forget coming up in our next segment, Calvin Cater is going to join us. And we're going to see if he wants to get into the Alex Volkanovsky lottery because everybody else has thrown their name in there. Uh, before we get into Aljo Young too, which is now officially announced, let's kind of put a bow on what you were talking about with Jake Paul. It felt like, BT, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, you were asking, and thanks to our last guest, by the way, Mike Vaughn of USA Today and MMA Junkie for joining us. He was great. You were asking him about him getting into the octagon. He said he will get in the octagon, maybe not the UFC. You don't think Jake Paul would fight in an octagon that's not the UFC, do you? I don't know. I, I mean, like, I think as long as it is buzzworthy and he feels like it's going to make him a lot of money, I, I can't rule it out. Like, if the right opponent comes around... Um, but I'm, I, you know, I think, I think Mike is, is and maybe rightfully so skeptical that the UFC is willing to go that far to let him in, uh, for this year. And I think he just probably sees an easier path. And look, you already have Scott Coker, who is, you know, the president of Bellator. They already have a relationship with Showtime. It's where he's been doing his fights with, with Showtime boxing. I mean, it's a natural easy way to go if they wanted it's to about do the it. name value though it's about the name recognition opposite jake paul that's why he's called out diaz and mcgregor yeah, and i agree with that so who's that guy in bellator that's the problem so it's oh, fun to talk I, about yeah it doesn't exist i don't think that there's guy, no george mosvid all the fights for scott coker no there's not there, i mean there's listen there's good fighters in bellator for Great sure there's, there's some there's some really good talent but i don't know who that guy is he has a guy i mean the only other guy that he has had past beef with is dylan dennis but that's, that's always been a talk of them to box, never to be in MMA before. Uh, and he's kind of left that rivalry. I don't really hear him talking about Dylan Dennis anymore. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think that the appeal there is probably just see, okay, Jake Paul's now doing MMA. Will he lose? Like that's, that's again, that's always the path I go to is will people buy this to see Jake Paul lose? Yeah, probably. But I'm with you. All the name value to me is with the UFC. I think otherwise, if I was Jake Paul, I probably would just stick to boxing. But, you know it's you never know like he puts that video out i think for a reason it's all calculated and uh and it's it's to, to kind of feel all right who wants to to be the mma fighter that will jump in and maybe fight me give bellator a little love who's the best bellator fighter right now aj mckee aj mckee's my favorite to watch love watching me uh love watching aj mckee i thought that he had a real star making performance when he won it against pitbull this year um, like watching MVP, I wish it would, it would be stepped up a little more. I am excited though for uh, Musasi Vanderford. I think that's going to be uh, a fun one coming up. All right, let's get back into the UFC. Brennan Tobin in Miami, Sean Levine here in Kansas City, and Aljo Yan too takes place in Las Vegas. That's coming up officially announced at the bantamweight. They're going to unify the strap. Most people think that it's going to end up Yan. Do you have any reason other than a puncher's chance? to put any sort of actual coin on Aljamain Sterling because the way that I see it, he wasn't going to win the first fight. And frankly, man, if you ask me who has the best shot to beat Piotr Jan at this weight class, Aljo might be like the fourth or fifth name that comes out of my mouth. Yeah, the only thing, that's the thing though. Like he doesn't have a puncher's chance. Like I think with, with Piotr Jan, right. the, one, the one criticism that you could say for him is kind of a slow starter, but he's been able to take everybody's best punch. So you want to probably get to that opportunity early. You know, people would say this when you fought Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone, like, you would get to him early. Donald would usually crumble. We haven't seen that from Jan yet. Uh, but I feel like that's the path. I don't know. Like, can we say, hey, can Aljo go out there and Anaconda choke him in one round? You know, when it's, you know, no sweat going real dry. Can he can he sell out for something like that early? Like, 
So if you told me, I don't think the method odds are out yet of like, would I throw a little bit on, hey, Aljo wins by submission. Um, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe that'll be a little enticing once we get closer to that kind of fight. But I, I mean, I'm with you, man. Like, I think the odds are, are what they are for a reason. I think because Jan's look like a monster. He is uh, he has been in there with a lot of great guys so far, and he seemingly gets stronger as the fight goes on, which is practically the formula you want when you're a championship level fighter. What are the chances that we ever see a trilogy of this fight? I realize I'm asking you this before we even see the second fight, but most of the time, if there's a split, we go, oh, I got to see it a third time. I can feel like I can already tell you ahead of time. I don't need to see this a third time. I just feel like there's such a difference between Piotr, Jan, and everybody else. The fact that Jan is currently ranked outside the top 10 is absolutely laughable because he's more like probably the, and I'm talking pound for pound right now, like five or six based on what he's done. And I don't hold the Jan loss. I don't hold the Aljamain Sterling loss against him. Yeah, I think the only thing that I would say you'd make it is technically they could go back on the record books. If Aljo does get on some other win streak, you know, he's a guy who's bounced back before that he would be. It, could he get back to it and say, hey, you know, I'm not Owen. I'm not Owen two. I'm one and one. And they could always say, oh, yeah, there was that controversy. So how likely is it? I if if I think it's going to go the way I think it's going to go, not that likely, but I think it's got a better argument because I wouldn't have thought that I wouldn't have thought that Holloway and Volk would have because of it was that genuinely is Owen to no matter how we think it should have gone. The judges, you know, determine what they determined and they did go that route. So I wouldn't rule it out, but I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I, I think Aljo, he's going to have to improve leaps and bounds and have to do a lot of adjusting if he's going to get the victory in this one. I guess the difference when you talk about Volkanovski Holloway three and technically Max lost two of those fights and you and I agree that he had to have won at least one of them. You've got that going for you. You've also got the name recognition. Like people want to see that fight and call my bluff. I would say that if and when that fight finally does happen, because we had it for a minute earlier this week. Now we're waiting to see who exactly is going to fight Volkanovski. It's not going to be Max. He's out for what could be a couple of months. Blessings to Blessed and his entire family for that situation. I think that Max would be the favorite. I honestly think that we would see, because most people feel the same way that you do, where at worst, Max won one of those fights. He probably won both of them, which means that the guy that won one or both would definitely be the favorite most of the time. I think Max would come in as like a, like a minus 130, minus 140, something like that. I'd be curious. I would. I don't have it in front of me, but I'd be curious to know what the odds were actually going into the second fight. I don't remember what they were off the top of my head, but it would be. Curious it was a pick em. It was essentially a pick em. It was just like the. Uh, it was just like the uh, Nganu Gan fight coming up. They're like both minus one ten. I think it's. Uh, I think it's. I, I think that Max probably. I think I agree with you that he probably would be a slight favorite uh, going into that one for sure, um, and probably rightfully so. Maybe if Volk goes and has a crazy good performance his next one, that people you know, think that he is going into a next level and maybe Max is not, I mean, it's crazy that Max is still not old, like with how long he's been doing this. Like he's still kind of in a lot of people's primes when, uh, when they get to the, to the peak of their powers in UFC, that's, that's a pretty wild thing, but you know, maybe we'll just feel like, Oh, the injuries are, 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 are piling up for him or something like that. I don't know. Those would be the only things that would sway me as far as why Volkanovsky could switch those odds going into a third fight with him. Um, but I don't think it would be very lopsided. I think it would probably be very similar to the second fight. Who do you think deserves to take on Volkanovski next if it's not going to be Max? Because everybody's put their name in the hat. Who do you think is most worthy of that shot? Um, that's a good question, man. I, I think that Korean Zombie is like the highest ranked guy who has a win going in. I think Emmett does have a good case. He's on a four-fight win streak. He's just outside the top five. 
Well, if Emmett has a case, then our next guest coming up in 10 minutes, Calvin Cater, has a real case. He does, but he's coming off the loss to, to Max. I mean, that's the only thing is he's coming right. off that. That's the other, But if he goes in, he beats Giga and looks really good, then I think, yeah, you're off to them because, you know, Giga, who got kind of shot down by, by Volkanovsky uh, this week. But if he goes and wins and, and he has an impressive performance, see, the thing that's interesting with, with Calvin is like, it's a loss to Max, but everybody's just so damn impressed with his toughness, even though he took, you know, more strikes than anybody had in a fight. Like, the fact that he was able to hold on, I went back and watched that this morning, man, and I was like, I don't know how anybody has this kind of heart. How do you get through a fight like that? That was insane. Like, that fight could have been stopped legitimately three or four times, and he's still, you know, putting his guard up, still throwing shots back. It was it was insane, and so... Yeah, you give credit to Max because he was the record breaker and he's the guy who was screaming at DC during the fight. And Max was awesome in that one. But the kind of heart that Calvin Gator had to get through that, unbelievable. Ask him. He's coming up in less than 10 minutes right here on the BetQL Network. I don't know how the hell he was standing up at the end of that fight. Of course, Max set the significant strikes record earlier in the year versus Ortega. And then he reset it in the aforementioned fight versus Cater. I know this is going to be crazy to say, but I think Max is underrated. Like, if you think about his career, he's lost to, let's see if we can do this together. He's lost to Poirier. He's lost to Connor. He's yeah. lost to Volkanovski, <laughs> sort of, two separate times. And then there's one other one. I don't remember the dude's name. That's it. I mean, aren't we talking about legitimately one of, if not the top seven, ten greatest fighters pound for pound of all time? Yeah, he's a bona fide Hall of Famer, for sure. I think that uh, you think about just the longevity that he's had in this in this uh in this promotion and that he's just always at the top no matter what and like what's keeping him out right now like it was basically just you know uh maybe some judges who are not very good at judging like this is what's this is what's keeping him uh off the top of the mountain right now it's pretty wild dude when you think about it and then like really you know the the, the 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 Poirier the second loss was at another weight class that was at 155 so I mean he's been one of the best featherweight champions of all time uh, something that he is the best featherweight champion of all time. I mean, like, you know, he's he's definitely in the conversation for sure. He He's a monster. You bring up the name Poirier. If it's not going to be Nate Diaz, what makes the most sense for him? Because for a guy that's coming off of a loss, it feels like he's also a guy that has quite a few different options. And it, do you want a main event? Do you want to fight in Vegas? Do you want a big payday? It's kind of like, what's his end game right now for Poirier? Because he's got options and it feels like he's ready to fight. Yeah, he said, I mean, like, so the only thing that he took off the table this week, people were asking him and he said, the only thing that I'm not doing, I'm not retiring. And so that's a good question. I think that for him, the Nate thing makes a lot of sense to me, but, you know, I could see, you know, I think probably to Mike's, uh, Mike's point where they don't want him losing to Connor or they don't want to be Connor and leaving. Same thing with Poirier. Maybe they don't want to beat Poirier, one of their best fighters, and and going off and, and boxing Jake Paul. So maybe they're trying to find that that special matchup that they think he can definitely win. Because Poirier, I just feel like Poirier is a different monster. I don't think he's going to beat him. Um, so then where does he go? You know, we've mentioned this before a couple times. Colby Covington and him have a little bit of a rivalry. Makes some sense, but now you know you have you have his teammate Jorge Masvidal. Maybe uh, stoking some fires this week on on social media saying, hey, I want to do it, Colby. I've said yes. You better say yes. So if he doesn't fight Colby, I don't really know what the natural matchup is for him. If you could see Colby fight Poirier, if you could see him fight Connor, if you could see him fight Hamza, but you only get one of them, who do you want to see him fight? Oh, man. It was... You only get one. You only get one. Poirier, Hamza, or who? 
I don't know, my short-term memory shot <laughs> since my college days. I'll go Poirier. I like the rivalry, the backstory. I'll go Hamza. That's Brendan Tobin. That's the first hour coming up on the other side. Don't go anywhere because we got Calvin Cater. Of course, he's half of the main event coming up next week versus Giga, Giga Chikatse. Easy for me to say. He's coming up next right here. You're locked in to the Bet QL Network.